You're listening to the Grace Family Church Podcast. Notes for today's sermon are available by downloading the GFC Florida app. Is that awesome, man? Wow. 904 decisions. I'm fired up. You know, that was Easter. It's kind of like our Super Bowl weekend for the church. But speaking of the Super Bowl, I have uh, Coach Clyde Christensen with me. And Clyde, you left your, uh, your Super Bowl ring in the green room. Look at this, man. Let's get a good look at that one right there. Yeah. Come on. You got it. Got a good look at that. I'll put it back in my pocket. Hopefully I remember to, to, to give it back to you. There you go. All yeah, right. Yeah. But, but Coach Klein and I, man, we've known each other for like 20 years. He actually goes to the Ebor campus uh, during the off season. And, uh, man, Clyde, everyone's want to know one thing before we even get started. I know we want to get some spiritual stuff, but tell us a little bit about Tom Brady coming back. Cause you were here this Saturday night before he announced it Sunday and you just said not one word to me. It's, it, it is a funny story because everyone thinks I held out on my, my wife, my three girls, my grandkids all think I held out, but I, I literally didn't know. But I will say this, I had a good feeling that the day after he retired, I FaceTimed Tom and, uh, and he was vacuuming his condo. And uh, true story, true story. So he's, we were talking and he, he's vacuuming. And, uh, and then the one, the one thing that you, as you get to know Tom Brady, you'll know, and, and he wanted to make sure he, I knew that, hey, I promise you, this condo is the cleanest condo in New York City. But uh, I, did get off, I did get off that FaceTime call. And we got, I go, we, we, we got a shot of him we playing some it. more football. We, 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 shot, we, we do have a shot. And uh, uh, that's a good I one. also what, what, maybe postponed my retirement a, a little bit. I was, you know, I'm getting old myself. But, uh, oh, so, but he, awesome. he, it, was, it was special and uh, it, it was fun. But everyone thought I held out, including you. And, I know. and, and I, he really held on me. So. Wow, man. I'm just glad he got tired of vacuuming. How about you? I'm just glad he got tired of that. Hey, Clyde, give us a little bit about you, Clyde. I mean, they're going to put a family picture on. I know you got kids and grandkids, but give us a little bit of your journey and your background. Yeah, and interesting. I, I think, um, you know, I, I was a teenage product of a teenage pregnancy um, and was born in the Salvation Army Hospital for unwed mothers. And uh, so from the very beginning, from minute one, it's just been a life of uh, favor and grace and... and uh, the great story is this, that she had a volatile dad. She got pregnant. She goes to this Salvation Army Hospital for Unwed Mothers, and they lead her to the Lord while she's there. And uh, so she comes to know the Lord while she's in there. No parents around. She tells them, hey, if you don't find a Christian home to put them in, then I'll take them back. I'll come, I'll come back up and, find, and pick them up, and, and I'll raise them myself. And uh, so I got placed in a pastor's home, grew up in a parsonage, right on the, and uh, just a neat couple that couldn't have kids, and uh, world's greatest parents, and uh, so I've always just looked at adoption that, you know, God kind of said, hey, here, I got a plan for you, I'm gonna, it's going to start right here, I'm going to pick you up, and I'm going to put you in this little family here, and uh, just had a great childhood in Los Angeles, and we didn't, we didn't have much money, but we just had a, had a great home, we had a great family, we had a great home, and, uh, and just had a blast, I went to North Carolina, to college and uh, played football there, very dead average. And uh, but but uh, so Lord, you, is that where you met Debbie? I did meet Debbie okay. there. I met my wife there. And so the the great story, you know, it would be I signed at Brigham Young, and my dad just said, you know, my dad said, hey, you know, I don't care what, it, I just don't feel good about you going to Brigham Young, and I'll take a loan. You can go any school you want in the country, but I don't feel good about you taking a scholarship to Brigham Young. And uh, and so I go to North Carolina, which, of course, the Lord had a plan for, and, uh, and do my years there and get my diploma and meet Debbie. And the Lord brings some neat stuff into my life and just 
a couple things happen. I graduate from there. I don't know what I want to do. Like a lot of people coming out of college and uh, a Christian coach who I had met through FCA said, hey, why don't you try coaching? And, uh, and that was 44 years ago and wow. uh, just started coaching and just got the bug and loved it and loved, loved everything about it. And, uh, and, and that, that was kind of just, just my background. Wow. That is amazing. God can do anything. I mean, that's amazing. You know, so you're married. How many years have you been married now? I've been married 43. 43 years. 43 years, years wow. and coaching 44. And, yeah. uh, and how many children? And we got, we got three great girls and five great grandchildren. And wow. Phenomenal grandchildren, not great grandchildren, right. but, uh, yes. but uh, phenomenal grandchildren. Why are they always more phenomenal than the children? Yeah. You ever notice that? It, it, they, it was, they no, are. I don't know. I have three great girls and... Uh, <laughs> But we just, you know, I think the neat thing that I, I pray that'll happen tonight is just, you know, that, you know, I botched up, a, I didn't do very many things right. I had a very demanding job. I wasn't around a lot, but, but I did cling to Christ and with everything I had and uh, just trusted him. And, and uh, That's the this, foundation, journey's been, this journey's been amazing. We went last weekend up to see our oldest grandson get baptized. And, uh, and boy, you know, I, I don't know where the time goes, but this journey from coaching and, and then all of a sudden now your kids are living for the Lord and Deuteronomy has a great passage. I didn't have them, yeah. I didn't have them printed for this one because it was too long, but it's just this whole string of, hey, just follow me wholeheartedly and I'll bring the rain when you need it. I'll bring your crops in just right when you need them and you'll have just enough and, you know, and, and your kids, you'll have a fertility. Like, he said, I'll just take care of all those things. And, uh, and that's really been my story, just God's faithfulness Amen. in our lives as we've tried to follow him. And it hasn't been, you know, the lottery and billions of dollars, but it's just been a faithfulness that you look up and I'm sitting there in that, I'm sitting there watching, we're at the Easter service and, you know, I'm, I'm bawling in this thing. And my granddaughter, you know, pause, why, why are you crying? The service hasn't even started yet, you know? And, and uh, you know, and I, but, but little could she know that the journey and just God's faithfulness yes. as we try and do this thing right. And now I'm looking at my daughter's raised Christian, couple, yeah. two kids have come to know the Lord. We got two others that, you know, I trust will. And uh, just the Lord has taken care of all the details of our lives and uh, way beyond anything that I could have planned or hoped for. And uh, just a wealth that he talks about in his blessing that it's not monetary it's it's way 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 deeper and richer than that and uh so so you know i've been blessed man that's you know when we put god first and put that foundation first it doesn't mean there's not going to be some tough times but i want to tell you something there's a richness there's a fruitfulness in our lives and uh and we're going to talk about that in a minute and i i want to digress yeah just just for a minute here can i talk just a little bit more football i mean that was really good but i want to talk a little more football for a minute here you know, I started thinking, so you coached under Tony Dungy for, for years, and then you actually, you were the quarterback coach for two of the, probably the greatest quarterbacks of all time. One was Peyton Manning up in Indianapolis, and the other was Tom Brady right here in Tampa. And I'm just wondering, like, so you're the quarterback coach trying to coach these guys who are the greatest of all time. I feel like it'd be like me trying to tell Billy Graham how to preach a message. That's fair. That's fair. So, <laughs> someone sent me something the other day that had been on the internet or something that said, feel useless. It, it said, feel useless. And then it said, 
just think Tom Brady has a quarterback coach. So, there is some truth to that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, it, it has been a great, it really has been a fun yeah. professional journey, too. I love those guys. And uh, it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's neat just to, just to watch them as they do their deal, which we all see, but also just to, as men, just to grow and to love their yeah. wives. And had an amazing meeting the other day, and we're just talking football. And then next thing you know, we're Tom and I are just talking, and we're talking about, you know, hey, football and being the husband or the, or the head of the household yeah. is the same thing. Like it's, there's so many moving parts. It's always changing. I think we're going to talk about yeah. it later. And, uh, yeah. But just, just how difficult it is. And, uh, it's a challenge. And, uh, Absolutely. And, but, just, but how hard it is to win a game at quarterback and get, keep that team together. And, it, and it's kind of the same for us as heads of the house or moms yeah. of the house, just to keep this thing together. There's so many distractions. There's so many things going on, whether it's phones or TV or Internet or friends or neighbors or politics, whatever it is. It, there's so many forces just trying to break our families apart yep. that it, yep. it really is a challenge. I'm looking forward to our week, our right. series. Amen. And uh, just as a coach, that's, that's how my mind works. How do I get better at this? How do I, how, how am I going to, you know, my mind always just works the same way. What does it look like to be the father of three adult children. How do I do that better, better the yeah. way that God wants it done? How, what does a great Christian grandfather look like? And I want to do that. Wow. And, then, and I want to, what does a Christian coach look like? Wow. When, and, and then that, that's kind of how I've always done, we're going to talk about playbooks, but that's kind of how I've done my life. How, hey, what does it look like? How do I get there? Yeah. What do I have to do? You know, and, and yeah. those series are kind of a, coach, a coach's mentality. Hey, give me some tips. Let's, let's wow. do it better. How do I get those I things it. done? And, uh, and uh, that's pretty special you know, stuff. Man, he, he told me in a gray room that you weren't going to, you said, I'm going to try not to cry. You've no, already cried two or three cry. times. Yeah. We're, uh, I, I love his heart. Listen, he's got such a tender and soft heart for the Lord. And I, I, I want to talk to him about football. And he's telling me how many football players are going through the Bible in a year. I mean, he loves it. And, and really the discipline and the mentorship, actually, he brings to a team. He's a great influence. You know what, though? God's called us all to be an influence. Whether you're in the marketplace, your business, your home, your most important influence is one in a home, and we are going to talk about that, about how do we build a championship team. We called it playbook because we need to, we really do need to have kind of a strategy about it. But let me give you two bits of advice from two eight-year-olds, and then we're going to get into it with Clyde here. Great. Here's an eight-year-old was asked this, um, is it better to be single or married? It was an eight-year-old girl they asked this to, and she said it's better for girls to be single but not boys. Boys need someone to clean up after them. Then they asked an eight-year-old boy, how would you make a marriage work? He said, well, tell your wife that she looks pretty even if she looks like a truck. <laughs> that is some good advice for some men in the room right now, I'm, I'm telling you. That's, you can go home with that. Uh, that's all we need. But hey, there's a verse in the Bible, and it says this in tr Romans 12. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that's what I think about when I think about what God's perfect will is. That there is a playbook. There is a strategy. There are basically some fundamentals, Clyde, that if we apply these fundamentals into our families, we can see some good things. You talk a little bit. You love talking about fundamentals in football, and, but it's with family too. Give us just... I mean, this is, we're calling the audibles right now. We didn't prepare much for this. We just said, let's get out there and just kind of let it flow. So let it flow. Yeah, I, I think that's a great verse because 
because if, if our families follow the culture, right, it, it's not going to be what God intended, right? No. It's flowing absolutely opposite. And if we're going to do this thing right, if we're going to have godly family, no, I only did probably one thing right. And when I started, I was going to raise a godly family. Yeah. That's the only thing that really mattered to me. That ring, those super, nothing mattered to me other than those three girls coming to know the Lord, wow. that I knew they were going to end up in heaven, and yeah. that they, then future that they would find out what God's plan for them, and that they'd understand this joy that the Christian life brings. And, uh, and so I think that just the single-mindedness that we have to understand it as we do this thing with our families through this series, we better be ready to swim yeah. countercultural, upstream, yeah. if, upstream, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, and, that's and that's just the way this thing's going to be. And I, I think moms, dads, we, we're going to have to lead and we're going to have to understand wow. how hard it's going to be because it's going to be against the current. But yeah. uh, you mentioned playbook. For me, I have, you know, my wife gets mad every time we moved, which has been about 14 times. And I got wow. all these playbooks from 1975. And, you know, and, and she's, you know, before we had computers. And do we have to move all these books again? And uh, wow. But it's hard to part with them. But for me, the playbook means a couple things, right? Number one is it's kind of where you can go and get everyone on the same page. For us, if we come out of this series and our families have to understand, here's what our family stands for. We just, our staff's been reading through the Bible and, and Israel following Moses toward the promised land even had, they had family banners where you just, you, you had a Good. family banner that you held up. Hey, this is what the Christiansons are gonna stand for. Yes. This is what we're about. And the more that our team is on the same page of here's how we're going to win a football game. It's the same with our families that our families have to understand and us as parents yep. and leaders of this thing have to communicate it. And it's over and over and over again. Here's how we're going to do this thing. Yeah. That's just the way it's going to be. And I think so. I think that that's what the playbook is for me that, Hey, we get off track. We can go to our playbook and get everyone. No, here's what we said. Here's what we're about. Right. We're going to get back to here's what we're about. And it's the same with the family. All of a sudden, you look up, and I use the same example with the quarterbacks every year that, you know, you're swimming at the beach, and you're having a great time, and you're out there. And then all of a sudden, you look up, and your, your three lifeguard stands down from where you started. And you say, hey, how did wow. I get here? You drifted. How did I get here? Yeah. And, you, and you drifted. Wow. And you don't, you don't have an answer for how you got there. And, and I think that's what we don't want to have happen as quarterbacks. We don't wow. want to look up and hey, how do we get here? And it's the same with our families. I don't want to look up and all of a sudden stuff is in disarray and it's, wow. a, it's a mess. And I go, hey, how do we get here? And all of a sudden we just drifted. It was so subtle wow. and it was so, it was, you know, it was missing church. It was missing a couple family times. It was whatever it was that we just can't be drifting. It's got to be purposeful. And that's what I think wow. the series will be, yeah. be awesome about. The other thing that the playbook does for us is covers all the situations. You know, that our playbook would have a red zone section and a short yarded section and a goal line section and a, yeah. you know, end of the game section, a Hail Mary section and, yeah. uh, and uh, just all those situations. And for me as a dad, I always, you know, it's probably the coach and me. I got a lot of rolled eyes from my girls, but just we always created situations from they were, when they were little. I always loved to kind of create these situations. And yeah. I was a little bit corny, but even when I was little, you know, I'd have a little plastic steering wheel and pretend I was the guy who driving up on the road and they're playing in the front yard. Yeah. Hey, that's a nice little doll. And, you know, that's hey, right. how about if I take you for an ice cream cone? And, you know, and then I wanted them to make them say, yeah, no, thank you. Well, why not? You know, your parents like ice, you know, da, da, da. That's really good. And then, but then all the way really up good. and then 
all the way up and they, you know, it was fun then and they wouldn't want to have an answer. And then, but then it was all of a sudden, okay, we're on your first date, okay? I'm your yeah. guy, you know, hey, yeah. you know, and then I'm try, trying to talk them into smoking some weed or yeah. doing this or that. But I'd go all these scenarios and uh, the girls will attest to it that, you know, I'd go all these scenarios and then they go, you know, and, but I'd want them to have a reason. That's right. You know, I'd want them to have a Love reason. It. And, and I wanted to, you know, that when it did come up in their situation, that they had dialogued it. And That's I mean, right. you know, what and that your, is awesome. Parents are prudes. They're, you know, yeah. probably Christians or something. Yeah. And, yeah. and well, actually, I'm a Christian. And actually, I'm, you know, don't do that because this is what the Bible says. This is how I was taught. Wow. And, and kind of that's what that playbook is, awesome. you know, that it covers those situations before they came up. When I remember when the kids were probably 10 and I'd start, okay, hey, what are we looking for in a husband? And of course, you know, they're looking, you know, at 10 they, years old. They don't, yeah. they don't even like them. And, but I'm right in, you know, yeah. you know, what would disqualify a guy from dating you, you know, yeah. age, you know? And then yeah. by the time we were 12 or 13 or 14 or 16, you know, we had a good list. So it was wow. their list. Yeah. It was their playbook. It was partly there. They had some ownership in the thing. Yeah. And it would be, you know, hey, that here's the things we said. And all of a sudden they bring home someone who's not that. Yeah. Well, hey, here's what you said, you know, that it would be someone who respected right. their mom and treated right. her correctly and wow. et cetera, et cetera. So Boy, I think that's what, like, that's what I like, think a playbook for me man. symbolizes. It sounds like you were so really intentional. You had, to, you had to be intentional. You had to be consistent. And, and some of these are like fundamentals. What are some other of those fundamentals like? What were some of the non-negotiables, obviously, when they were teenagers or at home? Because, you know, once they get to a certain age, yeah. you're really coaching for an asylum. But while they're in the home, I hear so many parents like, I hear this so much. Well, here's a big one. I don't, I don't want to make them go to church yeah. at 13, 14. Yeah, and I, I think we've, you know, probably compromised. You know, I, I think, I hate I think we've compromised and all of a sudden we're trying to keep them happy and make them yeah. feel good. And, and, and I just think the fundamentals are the fundamentals. Here's, here's yeah. what the bucks are going to do. And there's certain things that are non-negotiable yeah. yeah. for, I was, I, I had a dad who I wish I got more of his genes. I was adopted, so I didn't get his genes, but you know, I always remember that, Hey, you know, it didn't matter what time you came in on Saturday. We were going to church like that. Mm. It didn't matter if we were on vacation. We were going to church, yeah. we were finding a yeah. church and we were going to a church and, and that was just the way it was. And, I remember I, I tell our young coaches all the time, you know, like we'd be eating and I'd be wanting to get back out to the baseball game or something and play. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'd be going, ah, oh, don't turn, don't, don't reach for the Bible, you know, and all of a sudden I, I go, oh, he's going to grab it. And sure enough, he, you know, he grabs the Bible and then I knew, you know, the game was over out in the street, you know, because he was going to open that Bible and he was going to, he was going to just, you know, it might be two or three verses, yep. but we were going to discuss it. And he wanted me, us to talk about it. What does this mean? What do you think it means here? What, Love you know, it. what does this, how does this apply to us? I, when I went to North Carolina, uh, Ann Lotz and her husband took me in and their family always had this little plastic bread thing. And, and whenever you ate there and then you took one little slip out and you got each person at the table, got a verse and you'd read your verse and then you'd explain, Hey, here's what I think this means. And here's what it could mean to me. And yeah. like, but just whatever wow. that is, but just some traditions that, Hey, yeah. that our playbook is the word of God. We, we got one. Yeah. We've got all the Amen. answers right there before us. We've That's got right. to get into it. We can't compromise. Yeah. And I think the promises, the promises are enormous. The, yeah. the promise I wrote down just a couple of scripture yeah. Psalms. 128, 1 to 4 says this. And, and uh, you know, let me say this before I even read it, but like the Bible was just part of our lives. I didn't, a lot of times I didn't understand it. I, yeah. I still don't understand. I'm a, I'm a coach. I'm not, you know, but all of a sudden you just, you just go in there and God honors it. Yeah. And all of a sudden he just Trust talks it. to you through it. And like Psalms 128, 1 through 4 says, blessed are all who fear the Lord 
who walk in obedience to him, you'll eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. This will be a blessing for the man who fears the Lord. And wow. uh, as I go through those things, our staff will, our staff would echo this, but like, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beggar. I'm a pleader. I'm a prayer that, you know, Lord, you said this, yeah. you said this, you promised this, you know, and, and, uh, and I just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm not above praying for a third down conversion. I pray about everything because he said in Psalms, he cares about every detail of your life. So if you're thinking I'm not in the press box going, Lord, you know, this two minute drive, just yeah. give us one stop, you know, and sometimes he answers and sometimes he doesn't. But if he cares about every detail of my life, then, yeah. then, then I'm bringing it to him. I'm, That's good. They tease me. I'm, I'm that widow who goes to the judge's house yeah. and he finally just goes, hey, just give just him give what he him. wants. I'm sick that's of right. hearing from him. And, uh, but that's kind of right. how I see raising my family that like, like I am, I am gonna, I, I am gonna knock on God's door and pray over my family and and, uh, and beg it. Him for that that yeah. He's gonna honor these promises for the family that you. I think we'll all see throughout yeah. this next series. And That's uh, good. you know, it's cool. This morning we were reading our staff reads through in a year, and Psalms ninety one says this: If you say the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so you won't strike your foot. You will trample lions, cobras, and the serpent. Because he loves me, I will protect and answer him. Wow. Right? You want to swim across promise. current, we better, That's right. we better have, you know, that he's promised that Hey, we'll go cross current. We'll we'll stomp the, you know, we'll, right. we'll, we'll we'll make this thing happen in His name if we'll just be faithful and be fundamentally sound yeah. and do the things we're supposed to do. Yeah. And uh, you know, I know there's families right now, Clyde. Maybe they're new in their faith, or they haven't haven't really put God in the center. Now they're wanting to with their kids, and it's kind of like, but they they kind of have to reset. I think you've done that with the team, like they have a team meeting. Some right, the things have gone kind of sideways. They have a team meeting. You've mentioned, I mean, family meetings. What would you say? I mean, you've done family meetings. Yeah. I know I have of my family. So I was away from home so much, especially as a college coach. And, uh, and then, you know, we just worked long hours and it was really seasonal. And uh, so we, I, I really tried to involve the family in my job. I wanted them to know, hey, here's what God's called your dad to do. He doesn't work till 10 at night because he just want, doesn't want to be here with you. But this is what God's called you to do. And this is what we as a family are going to do. And you're a big part of this thing. And I'm going to bring players over here. And they're going to, it may be the only time they ever see what a real family looks like. It might be the wow. only time they ever see a verse talked about at the dinner table. You know, I always, I always thought those, those, those family meetings, there's many of them that I say, hey, you know, here's the deal. Dad got fired today. You know, the staff's been let go. I have no idea what the Lord has for us. I'm scared. I, I you know, yeah. I'm nervous too, but we're going to trust God and we're going to pray as a family. And we know, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we're, that he's got a plan for us. And then, and then I think this other side of it is we were big to have a family and praise God. Hey, remember we prayed for friends in the school. Well, look, now you have three or four friends. Look, God answered that prayer. Like, I think sometimes we pray and God yeah. does. And we say, oh, that was nice. That was a nice coincidence. We moved into a nice neighborhood and there were some great kids yeah. in the neighborhood. But yeah, you prayed about it. And so yeah. I think, I thought it was really important for our kids to understand the whole thing. And then, really and, um, he actually, he actually, uh, you know, says in Deuteronomy, only be careful, watch yourselves closely so you don't forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. 
teach them to your children, to their children after them. But I think even now, like I'll sit, we'll have our family meetings and the grandkids may yeah. be there. And two things that'll happen for sure is I'm going to say, pause only cares about one thing that you love Jesus. That's, I don't care about school. I don't care about <laughs> grades. I don't care about your batting average. I don't care about touch. All I care is that wow. you love Jesus. Cause wow. I believe that if they do that, yes. the Lord will take care of the rest. Man. And sometimes we get so hung up on yeah. all these other things and we don't, we don't game plan and purpose. How are we going to introduce and show this mighty God and this loving God to our kids and that they understand it. And one of the ways for me was these family meetings and say, look what God's done. Amen. Look what God's done. You know, we got fired here. Yeah. I was here with Coach Dungey the first time. We got fired here. And, you know, we had a family meeting. Hey, we've been fired. We've been let go. And we don't know where we're going to go. And then sure enough, it was Indianapolis. We go up there. It's about 20 below. And <laughs> none of us know what we're doing up there. And da, da, da. And then I remember one of my favorite times family meetings that we win the Super Bowl there and we win the Super Bowl there and we go back to our hotel room. It's probably midnight now. It's been raining at the game in Miami against the Bears and we have our family meeting and say, hey, you know, none of us wanted to move. We all felt like God had lost, you know, God had a plan. Look what he's done for us in Indy and look at the, look at the church he's put us in. Look at the friends he's brought along, you know, so, but just tracking that our That's lives, good. this banner over our life yes. is Jesus and he's active, and that's the only thing I really care about. And uh, and 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 that was how we set up everything. That's how we still set up things. Yeah. And and uh, come on, know. man, man, that, that guys, let's strip it down to what matters. There's there's so much pressure. There's so much distraction. I know there are fathers that they work a lot of hours like you, Clyde. There's a lot of pressure on families today. Both of them working. Everyone's going 100 miles an hour. But somehow you have to. You got to keep Jesus the main thing, and uh, and it's a challenge. I know it is a challenge for balance. I mean, I think Coach Dungey, before I ever worked for him, we became friends, and we would just take these long walks, and we say, "How do we do this? Like, how how do we do this? We got the three young kids. I was barely making ends meet, coaching, and how do we do this? How do we balance it?" But we just believed with all of our heart. I still believe in it with all of my heart to this day that if God's called me to do it then he's going to also provide a way for it to happen. That, yeah. But, it, but it, is, it is kind of a, it's a supernatural process that it can't happen unless we just start and then all of a sudden he parts the sea. Yeah. He sends hail down on the enemy. Yeah. He brings about this or that. And, uh, and so for, for, for us, it's just for me been just kind of a, I've always, there's many a day that I've just felt overwhelmed and going, Lord, you know, if you don't show up, I'm going to drown. I can't, I can't do this whole thing. And, and, and sure enough, he shows up. And I think we as a families have to, you know, throw ourselves on, on Christ. Hey, yeah. you know, everything looks bleak from the world standpoint. Hey, and, and you know, and in Exodus, there's a great verse where it, it's talking about to Moses and it's, and they're headed for the promised land. And God says, I didn't take you the most direct route. Okay. I took you 40 years through there into the promised land. I didn't take you a straight line. It was probably a 13 day and it took him 40 years. But he says, the reason I did it, and he just states it, is I wanted to humble you and see if you really would be obedient to me. And I think that's a case for us wow. as a family that as dads, like that there's a humility to this thing that's good, that it's God's, it's God's. And that he's going to take us all these different places and see if we will really be faithful to him if we really want to follow him if we really are right. wholeheartedly about this thing or where it's just kind of 
hey, it's a nice church. I love yeah, the right. game room over that's there right. and all those. It's really, you know, or are we going to do it God's way no matter where he takes us, no matter what he does with us and just throw ourselves out there that if he doesn't show up, we're going to drown. We're going to yeah. fail. And uh, yes. that's kind of been my life. I and, love um, it, man. I'll tell you. Hey, this, this makes me want to pray with Tom Brady more because this is his coach, man. I mean, he's going to influence him. I, I believe that. You know, you know, we could talk a lot about different things, but some low points, you mentioned being fired, mm -hmm. anything, because there's dark times. Every family goes yeah. through stuff. Clyde, what? I'll is there you, something you would? I'll give you two great, two stories. And uh, one of them, the Lord brought up today in our daily reading, but my daughter, Rachel, our oldest one, you know, came up and we had moved a bunch and she comes up and she had been asked, she had gotten engaged. And she says, and she, was, she says, Dad, where, you know, where, where do I get married? Like, we, we don't have a home. We don't have a hometown. And, uh, and uh, I, you know, Satan just jumped all over me. Like, you haven't, you know, you've done all this, and you're coaching, and you're doing all, and you haven't even given your girls a hometown. They don't have any hometown, mm -hmm. you know. And in Psalms 90, verse 1, Moses says, you, O Lord, will be our home through these generations. That kind of became a family verse for us that, wow. that he's our home. It's, it's a roof. We, you know, and, and we kind of just lived that, that, hey, who can't, we spend more time worrying about having a nice kitchen table than we do, hey, what excitement is going to take wow. place? What discussions, what game nights, what fam, what laughter, you know, we worry more about having a nice kitchen table than what's going to take place at the kitchen oh. table. And, uh, Ooh, and so, so he is, he has been that. I'd say the other one, that, and uh, I'm not proud of it, but like there was a point kind of the kids were getting, the kids were adults at this point and and the lord convicted me that you know like all of us through the years i had snapped i have a, the world's greatest wife greatest wife and proverbs says many women do noble things but you surpass them all that's that's her verse that that's wow. who she is and uh and but you know i just felt like convicted like hey you know you in and so i went to her and i said hey you know i just want to apologize for every sharp word Every cross thing, every time I've, you know, said something I shouldn't have in front of the girls, and I went to each girl, and I just said, hey, dad disrespected your mom in front of you at times while wow. you were growing up, and I want to apologize, I want to put it behind us, wow. and I want to move forward. So I think there's, yeah. you know, as we keep a pulse as dads, like, this That's isn't, awesome. this isn't a, a game of perfection, this is, yeah. but this is a game of, you know, no matter what we've done, no matter, we've screwed up things, we got wayward kids, you know, this isn't a straight line. Yeah. This, is, this is a wiggly line, but that God's promise said, hey, stay on it. Yeah. Stay on this path, yeah. and I'll get you to yeah. the promised land. Wow. Eternity and here. Yes. Yes. And I don't, Amen. you know, some of us have messed up marriages, so, you know, yeah. but, but I, that, those would be two low points wow. that I just knew, hey, how did I, how did I possibly disrespect yeah. my wife in front of the girls? Like, but we all, you get pressure, yeah. and you come sure. home, and, and some of those things, so that was, um, those were probably a couple Let couple me tell you, um, he said so much uh, to me, that humility piece you just put in there. If you want to see God move in your life, God resists the proud mm. and gives grace to the humble. And you know what? Your family gives grace to you too. Mm. When you humble yourself, when you say, you know what? I haven't been the perfect dad or mom, or I feel like I blew it here. And I've had times where I had to do it with my kids. It, all that gets back for me is more adoration and reverence. They, they love to see that people can humble themselves and say, I was wrong. I'm going to tell you, it's a powerful tool if you want to rebuild uh, your family at, at some level. Clyde, I, I would um, say throughout here, there's, there's 
you know, we all got it. There's brokenness, there's waywardness in our lives personally, which is the place to start, but then also in our family, but just this not giving up, not giving up. And that's where for football players, stuff might be going wrong, but you stay with your, you revert to your fundamentals. You revert, just keep doing the right thing. Keep doing the right thing. Keep the process correct. Now it's on God. Because if if he doesn't do it, Shame on him. He looks yeah. bad because he's made some great promises yeah. that, that uh, I'm gonna, I remind him about pretty darn regular. So, uh, <laughs> so I love it. Hey, one other thing. I, I know this is a big subject. You hear it all the time. And, and we live in a society where there's a lot of brokenness in the home. But you deal with a lot of young players. Some have had good father's influence and some maybe had no father's. Just talk about, talk to the dads just for a moment about, man, this is, there are seasons in our life where our kids are going to be here. We got to be in the season that they're in when they're still in our homes. And I feel like, I mean, I know I'm putting it on dads, but it's so important. It's so important. And we're getting kids. We, every year, Coach Dungeon and I talk, you go to this combine and, you know, 69% of the guys didn't have, a, didn't have a dad at home. You know, they have no male role model. Another reason that we father and lead our homes and our marriages because it really is more important than it's ever been that yeah. they can look and say, hey, boy, there is such a thing. I never seen a successful marriage. I never seen a dad who didn't cheat on us, who didn't beat yeah. his yeah. beat his wife and, and didn't beat his kids. And it really, you know, like they, they haven't seen it. Like it's novel to them, like stuff that maybe wow. is normal to some of us. It isn't normal to the average guy. So I, that's what I love about coaching. And, and mine just happens to be football players and Tom, you know, but it's wherever you work. It doesn't matter where you work. You work at the state farm office. Hey, who does God bring across your path that you can share and and you can model and you can talk with and you can encourage and people are hurting. And you, and you, you know, if you just, just be sensitive to the people God brings across your path. And uh, mine happens to be football players, right? Which is a little bit higher profile, but I know more multi-millionaires who are the loneliest, wow. saddest, hurtingest guys. You know, if you think for one second that a bank account has anything to do with wealth wow. and joy and happiness, it doesn't. And I think for us as Christians, I think I get mad. It's shame on us. That this is a, you know, this is an intense and there's, there's, but this is a joyful life, yes. right? That if we don't walk in our office and, and that there's not a joy about us in knowing Christ, then shame on us yeah. that our life should be attractive. Amen. And sometimes it is through tragedy. Sometimes it's through death. How do you handle what, what did you look like when you got fired? I would ask the same Hey, what does a Christian unemployed coach look like? Well, he, he's not running around going, Oh, woe is me. What's going to happen to me? Uh, you yeah. know, we're, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, it, it, there's a faith to it. And, and yeah. so I think just that that's always that's been really my good. filter that I just kind of, you know, Hey, how do you want me to do this thing, Lord? And, and we're going to do it. And I'm, I, I, you know, I literally just, I grab hold of his, of his coat and I hang on for dear life. And then wherever he takes it, we go. And, uh, and I do the best I possibly can. And, uh, and then I repent and grab hold again when I screw it up or when I let go. I do it again. I jump <laughs> on again. And uh, that, that's kind of just. Come on. I, this is the family playbook right here. And one thing you hear consistently the word of God, the promises of God, you, you, have to, you have to anchor yourself in the word because Jesus said when the winds come and when the storms come, what's your house built on? And the foundation of God's word and that's obeying God, that's the foundation because the winds are coming. The storms are coming to our life and we have to have 
the right foundation, and, it, and it's not wealth, and it's not these things. Nothing wrong with that stuff, but the foundation needs to be Jesus, and that's really our joy. And Clyde, um, man, I, I, we got, I think we got two or three minutes here, and I'd like you just to look at, just if you had one last thing you'd like to share everyone at all of our campuses. By the way, welcome all seven of our campuses. Good to have you with us. Yeah, Clyde Christensen with us. Man, we have gotten blessed today. I would just encourage you, you know, whatever it is, and it's not easy, right? It's not easy. This, this is a hard deal to keep our families together in these days, but just to commit yourself that you are not going to give up and that if God doesn't show up, it's going to fail, but he will. He will, I promise you, yes. that's the one thing I can bring here. I, I'm nothing special. I am a so, such an, but the one thing I can tell you, I'm 66 years old and God's been faithful. Yes. That when we were 23 and we started out on this little journey with our little family and we said, hey, we're going to follow Christ no matter where. And it's taken us all over the countryside. And we've gotten roughed up a little bit along the way, but he's provided and he's been faithful. And I would say, hey, wherever that wiggly path has taken you and all of a sudden you're off of it commit that you're going to get back on yes. grab hold of your wife and say we've got to get this thing back together we know we're sideways and uh, and this is this is this is this is one of those that you don't get disqualified you know like there is no disqualification there's nothing you could do we just came out of easter that god can't heal Amen. if you give it but we have to there's something somehow it works that we do our part, and yep. then bang, he comes in supernaturally, Amen. and wham, it, it becomes something special. So Amen. I would encourage you, right? Start yes. on your knees, put this thing back together. Maybe, yes. maybe you know, whatever that is, whatever it is. I, I don't, it can be, a, it's a hundred different things out here, but it's the same God and it's the same yes. answer. You want me to, let me Pray, close man. It. Pray for all of us. Amen. How many enjoy Clyde Christensen? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you stand? Everybody stand. All of our campuses stand up. Why don't you take your family, put your arm around your family, get your kids close. We can't, we can't fail at this. I'm not, we're not, we cannot fail at this. We can't. Stakes are too high. They're too high. Pray with me. Lord, you are the prize. You're the prize. It's not Super Bowls, it's not good jobs, it's not paychecks, it's not nice house. You are the prize. We want you to be the center of this church. We want to be the center of our families. Would you convict and move in these families, every family, all different, and do what only you can do? Yes. Give us a courage to go, even if we're not wrong and our spouse is wrong, to go make it right, to go work at it, to go commit to making it right and keeping this family under your headship. And then, Lord, I rejoice. You'll do. There is no mountain you won't move. There's nothing that stands in your way. There's no sea you won't part if we're faithful as your children to seek you in all that we do. Thanks for each person here. Thanks for this church. Thanks for how this church has ministered to me. Thank you for our pastor and how he's poured into my life for a lot of years. Thanks for your faithfulness to my family that I can't even, I can't explain to anyone, but it's just you. It's you. We love you. We want to follow you wholeheartedly in everything that we do. Show us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Blessings. Amen, amen, yeah.
Thank you for listening to the Grace Family Church Podcast. For more info, check out gfcflorida.com or connect with us by texting the word CONNECT to 81313. We look forward to meeting you at one of our locations soon.